Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I'm here for another bonus Vanderpump Rules recap. This was another fantastic week of Vanderpump Rules. Now, last week, I thought we were at a high point. Like, I loved last week's episode so, so much. And this week, I loved again. I'm loving every single week. Truly. Madly, deeply. (laughs) I think it's so, so good. And I like that this week, we got, like, new dynamics, new feuds. We got a new holiday. At one point, Lisa, like, shoved Sheena's head to the floor and used her head as a table. I don't know if you guys caught that. (laughs) We'll get there. But I thought it was like, we're getting all these new dynamics and new friendships and new alliances. I'm loving it. And I like that they're not necessarily moving away from the old cast, but I like that, like, there's a new cast member, Billy Lee's getting in the mix, which we're going to talk about. And, you know, it just feels fresh. It felt fresh to me, this episode. And also still grounded in the Vanderpump Rules that I know and love. So another great week. We open the episode with brunch at Sir. Billy Lee's doing a, a brunch with Billy Lee. And it looked like a, a big event. It looked like it was a fun time. Tom Sandoval was behind the bar. James showed up at one point to say hi. Now, this episode truly was like the emancipation of Billy Lee. Like, I know we got Billy Lee last season, but I feel like this episode was like all about Billy Lee. And what I found so compelling is that, look, I don't like to take sides, but ultimately I was Team Katie and the other girls on this one. I do feel like there was some gray area with the Billy Lee stuff. However, ultimately, like, I think it's hard when you throw out labels like transphobic or alcoholic or things like that. It was like, I would have been very upset if I was Katie or those other girls. But I also think there's some gray area. And I would actually like to focus on, like, the larger issue at hand. And this restaurant is in the middle heart of West Hollywood. There couldn't be more gay people in the neighborhood. Like this, <laughs> where Sir is located, where Pump is located, it's in the heart of like Boys Town in West Hollywood, right? But up until like last season, we haven't gotten any LGBT cast members on Vanderpump Rules, which I think is a shame. I think that we need more LGBT people on this show, especially considering where we're located, like where this show takes place, where it's located. So I was thrilled when Billy Lee came on board last season. And what I find so interesting about this episode is that it's really one, not to say that some of them aren't allies or or whatever, but there, it's like one person of the LGBT community basically up against all these straight people. And I'm not saying that I side with Billy on this fight and feud, which we'll get to, but I just find it an interesting dynamic for this show because we haven't seen it before. And it's frankly, something we should have seen. How many seasons in are we? Like, we should have had more LGBT cast members up till this point. It's, like, shocking that we haven't gotten anyone. And I know these people are friends with LGBT people, so it's like, I don't... And I know there's LGBT people that work at these environments, so I'm... It's curious to me why there hasn't ever been any more people on the cast. But again, as I've said other times on the show, if you look across all the Bravo programming, there's still very few people from the LGBT community that are populating these casts, which is upsetting, and that's a tale for another time. <laughs> but the point is, I love the drama. I love the drama this episode. I'm rambling and beating around the bush. <laughs> but I loved it, and this episode was the emancipation of Billy Lee. So all of that is a messy way of me saying that for this episode, I was Team Katie and the other girls, and I do think there was some gray area. However, I was definitely Team Katie on this, and I don't even really love Katie, but I was Team Katie. My larger suggestion would be that we get another person from the gay community on these shows. And I don't think that we need to just throw any gay in front of the camera, 
because, you know, this show in particular, it works because they're all friends in real life. I would recommend throwing a gay that they're friends with and test them out. Get them tested. And <laughs> that sounds that sounds weird. I don't mean... I mean, like, get them tested in front of the camera. They should also be tested STD-wise. I think that's important. That's a lesson for us all to learn, gay, straighter, in between. But <laughs> get tested, everyone. That's a lesson for us all. But I would like them to test some of the LGBT that they're friends with in real life. And then I think ultimately you would give us a, a better perspective on issues like this when they come up on camera. Also, while I'm here giving casting suggestions, more Dana, less Ken. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the episode. So uh, after the brunch, it's revealed that Stassi's having an out-for-the-day holiday party. So Stassi created this out-for-the-day holiday, which I think is a good idea. We see her setting up for the party or calling the florist at her house with Bo. Bo has an adorable dog named Refund, which I love the dog. And I, Bo's wearing overalls. And you guys, I love Bo. Here I am, out loud and proud. I love Bo. <laughs> I, know, I know Bo is not part of the gay community, but I'm here to, to I'm here to let everyone know that I love him. I find him so charming and likable. Stasi has never looked better. She looks happy. She looks fresh. It was so cute when he said or when she said he got her that sign for above her mirror. You guys at one point, can we just talk about something for a second? At one point they flash back. So Stasi was at her apartment. She's planning for this outfit of the day holiday party. And then she says to the camera or to bow or whatever like, oh, this is much better, like, not having to, you know, be in the trenches getting the party set up like I was last year. And then they flash back to that time last year where Stasi was pretending to plan a party. <laughs> I stand by the fact that I don't think she actually planned a party last season. I think it was all for cameras, but that's neither here nor there. The point I'm making is that other girl that's sometimes on camera, <laughs> who I lovingly referred to as Kathy last episode, but her name's Christina. We're calling her Kathy on the show. Anyway, Kathy was in this flashback, and I thought, where's Kathy been? Like, we haven't seen Kathy at all this season. And so I thought for sure we were going to see Kathy at this Outfit of the Day holiday party, and I didn't spot her. That doesn't mean she wasn't around. It just means I didn't spot her. So, you know, look, people let me know if she's around, but I haven't seen Kathy once this season. And so, Kathy... (laughs) Yeah. Kathy, if you're out there, <laughs> let us know you're okay. Somebody send out an SOS for Kathy. <laughs> send out an SOS. We need to know Kathy's whereabouts. Um, she's probably she's probably like behind the bar at Sir or something. Like, certainly she's around. But normally we get a bunch of appearances from her, and she's never very memorable on those appearances. But she's usually around. And we got a flashback from her, and I was like, "Whoa, Kathy!" And then it turns out, you know. I was reminded that her name is Christina, which I know it's Christina. <laughs> well, we're here, too, and we're talking about Stasi and Kathy. Um, I do want to say something about Stasi. So uh, last week on the show, I said Stasi's mom was on The Amazing Race, and I said I'd like to see it. Well, many of you corrected me, and Stasi's mom was not on The Amazing Race. It was her stepmother that was on The Amazing Race. So it was not Dana. But I would like to take this opportunity to encourage CBS, if you're listening, to cast Dana on The Amazing Race. Stasi's mom, Dana, deserves to be on some sort of reality program. I don't care what it is. Amazing Race, Masked Singer, The Voice, I don't care. Put her on a show. <laughs> Tabitha takes over. You know, put, uh, put her in a show with uh, Kelly Catrone where they just go around talking to people. You know, I just need Dana on a program. <laughs> 
last week I was saying we need Kelly Catron to do like her version of Marie Kondo, you know, that Marie Kondo show where she's tidying up. We need Kelly Catron to just go around and it could be the same concept where Kelly Catron just helps people clean their house. Could you imagine Kelly Catron just be like, what the fuck do you have this for? (laughs) Just coming over and be like, what the fuck is this? And then she tells you to throw it away. You know, like I would watch that. And then she could team up with Marie Kondo and Marie Kondo would be like, does this bring you joy? And then Kelly Catron would just step in and be like, the fuck it does. And then she'd throw it away in a trash bag. (laughs) And then if you start crying, she'd be like, go outside. Anyway, I'd be happy if Dana... Estasi's mom teamed up with Kelly Catron or Marie Kondo. I don't know. We need to get Dana on the program. Any program, you know, she could be one of the masked singers. I don't know if they've revealed them all yet. I don't watch the show. <laughs> but I wouldn't mind if she was either on the judging panel with Nicole Scherzinger and Jenny McCarthy or simply behind a mask. Either way, I actually prefer her on the judging panel. You know, I don't think we need to put a mask on Dana. <laughs> Where were we? Oh, so we had that flashback of Kathy, which we need to figure out where she is. And then Stassi's crying to Bo about her mom, and that was sad. It was, last week was so tough to watch Dana and Stassi interact. And I did really think about it after the fact, and I was thinking, like, that must be awful to have. I mean, it was like everyone was laughing at her mom, me included. Like, I thought Dana was a riot. But I was thinking, like, if that was my mom, like, that'd be kind of horrifying. So, ugh. I hope Dana (laughs) found I hope Dana found the help she needs. I'm not laughing that Dana needs help. I'm just saying. Anyway, then we cut back to brunch with Billy Lee. Katie and Kristen show up, which is obviously like they're just stirring up shit, and I like it. I was excited for it. It was revealed that Lisa's banned Kristen from the restaurant four times. <laughs> I think Tom revealed it. He said, like, Kristen's been banned from the restaurant like four times. And then here comes Kristen, just here for brunch. <laughs> just showing up for brunch. It doesn't matter how many times she's been banned. She's here for her brunch reservation, and somebody's going to give her an omelet and a goat cheese ball, whether they like it or not. <laughs> You're not banning Kristen from any restaurant. She'll go where she pleases. And that's what I love about Kristen. So she showed up at this this thing, and then we got some more confessionals from Billy Lee, which I, I don't know that we've, we've gotten like a, maybe a taste of her confessionals, but we got more confessionals, and... It was very energizing to me. Like, at one point, Billy Lee had Sage in the confessional. It was, like, saging Kristen's energy. Billy Lee said, Kristen, her energy smells like dog shit. And this was a beautiful confessional. And then the in-person confrontation between Kristen, Katie, and Billy Lee was beautiful as well. There was so much awkwardness. Billy Lee is obviously Team James, and Kristen and Katie are obviously Team Anyone But James. And Kristen has been getting a lot of flack lately about being on a tirade against James because it's her ex-boyfriend and, you know, she's people say she's obsessed. But here's the thing. I think Katie is just as into getting James fired. Again, rightfully so. But I feel like we shouldn't put all the, like, gravitas on Kristen for being against James because it's also, you know, Katie. <laughs> Some people message me, you guys, and tell me how they hate Kristen because, like, you know I love her. And I'll get messages being like, I like your show, but you're, you like Kristen too much. <laughs> I'm not apologizing for it, you guys. It is what it is. I'm living my truth, and I encourage you all to live yours. I appreciate the fact that some people don't like some of these people, but I stand for Kristen. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So there's all that awkwardness. And then there's a flashback. Billy Lee says she's really close to James. And then we see a flashback of post-surgery Billy Lee. And James comes over, and there's like a weird vagina joke that James makes. I don't know. I, I, that's neither here nor there. The point is, I found it odd that we didn't see more from that. Like, they obviously filmed Billy Lee post-surgery, so they must have filmed her going in for her surgeries. And I feel like that's a storyline that we were kind of robbed of. But see, again, I know that a lot of people don't like, don't care for Billy Lee, you know, because people DM me their thoughts all the time. And so I know, you know, most people don't like Billy Lee. I'm curious where the people stand with this Kristen versus Billy Lee. It's interesting to me. But I, I still think like a, a this trans storyline that we wouldn't be able to get in other places. Like, I feel like we should have seen it on TV. But, you know, Vanderpump Rules has so much story to go through, you know? I mean, I don't know that we needed to see Sheena, you know, practicing her acting orgasm as much as it would have been great to see uh, someone, you know, going through transitional surgeries. I, that's just my opinion. But, you know, I'm not a producer. So here we are. <laughs> here we are. So then, you know, Kristen and Katie are talking to Billy Lee. And Billy Lee is telling Kristen, like, you just come in here and you start drama all the time. And then Kristen comes back with the best little, like, comeback. She says, I'm a customer here and you're causing drama at my table. (laughs) A table at a restaurant that she's been banned from four times. (laughs) Ah, I love her. I love her. Also, we talked about her James May launch last week. And you guys heard James May is named after her niece and nephew, I believe. So some people were asking me if it was named after James Kennedy because I didn't I had just learned that that could be an option because I'd never put the two and two together but I come to find out it's her niece and nephew so that's what that's the story we're sticking to. Then we cut to that outfit of the day national holiday party at Pump. They're all there to support. Some of them are wearing very ridiculous outfits and I loved them all. Tom was wearing like a long shirt and a hat like a flowy shirt and a hat. You know, Sheena was wearing also just like a, a crop top with like a longer a thing. And this uh, this was all about Brittany Jackson, LVP. So Brittany, in her confessional, she said she feels like she's been in conflict with LVP after like they had their staff meeting. And Brittany said in her confessional, being in conflict with anyone makes me feel like I'm going to poop out my stomach. <laughs> Those are her words. I wrote it down. I said, being in conflict. Wait, let me try to do that. I don't know if I could do the accent. I'm on the brim of freaking out. (laughs) I gotta get in character. I'm engaged. (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna poop out my stomach. No, I see. I can't do it. I can't do it. I lost the accent. Anyway, uh, everyone shows up to this party. Lala shows up, and 
we were introduced to like a little bit of a Lala versus Billy Lee feud and it continued on. And I don't think we've seen the the heart of it yet, but Lala did come to this outfit of the day party and she talked to Katie and Kristen and she said, yeah, Billy Lee's annoying me, something like that. Then she tells him that she's going to the studio with James and then Kristen and Katie say, look, James isn't changing. Like he's going to be an asshole, whatever. You shouldn't go to the studio with him. And I was shocked to see Lala give in so quickly. Because that's not the Lala that I know and love. It seemed like Lala so quickly was like, you know what? You're right. I think he played me. And as Lala said in her confessional, she doesn't get played. She's not a fiddle. (laughs) But I found it odd that she just switched so quickly. And maybe there was more to it that we didn't see, but I, it was, it it seemed weird to me. Then it's revealed that they're going to do a girl's night in instead of see you next Tuesday. And... (laughs) I'm just looking at my notes, and I saw something about Sandoval playing the trumpet, which we'll get to. And anyway, so they're playing this part. They're going to do a night at Sir on Tuesday night. That's going to be the girls' night in, and they're going to try to take over for that See You Next Tuesday. So then at one point, Ariana and Tom are in the corner. They're, like, sitting at a table. Lala goes up to them, and there's this little moment. I don't know if you guys caught it, but Lala was like, I want you guys to make a baby. And then Tom said the only way he's going to get a baby is if he can carry it. And he said, <laughs> knock me the fuck up. And I thought, that's a movie we need. We need I need to see. That's a storyline that should be happening on this show. Like, I want to see Tom carrying a baby. And also, I think it's annoying that everyone keeps asking Ariana if she wants a baby or not. Like, some people don't want babies. And I think... Some somewhere along the line, we need to stop asking women if they want to, if they're going to have a baby or when the baby's coming or anything like that. It's like let the people decide. I read this whole article recently that was like you should never ask women when they're going to have a baby or if they want to have kids because there's like it's a very loaded question. Some women cannot conceive. Some women, uh, you know, have trouble conceiving, whether it would be miscarriages or whatever. And then some women, frankly, just don't want a fucking baby. And so. It's like everyone constantly asking women who don't have kids when they're going to have kids must be annoying as fuck. And Ariana has told us a million fucking times she doesn't want a goddamn baby. Okay. And then I just saw them all on Watch What Happens Live. And Andy was like asking them, like, are you sure you don't want to have a baby? It's like she said a thousand goddamn times she don't want no fucking baby. Excuse my French. (laughs) It just must be so fucking annoying. It's like she said she don't want a baby. I don't know, but I would like to see Tom carrying a baby. That's neither here nor there. (laughs) Uh, What else? What else? Oh, and then also, uh, you know, LVP comes over and she says, like, Tom and Tom still aren't allowed to go to Tom Tom. She's like, it's like keeping kids out of a kitchen for a surprise. And this is all fucked up. You guys, there's something else going on there behind the scenes. Like, why aren't the part owners allowed to show up at this bar before it opens? Like, this is not right. This is all fishy for me. And even in Lisa's confessional, when she says something about, Tom and Tom, like when she said that line about like, you know, it's like keeping them out of the kitchen. It felt something felt off to me about that. Like they're all hiding something and I don't know what it is. I'm determined to get to the bottom of it. But it's very odd, right? If you're a part owner of anything, you could show up there. Like if I were to invest so much money into opening a restaurant, then you better believe I'd show up there when the fuck I want to. So I don't know. There's something fishy. Maybe it'll all get worked out, but I feel like I'm harping on this a lot. Like, I noticed it. Every week, I'm noticing more and more weirdness with it, and I need to know what's going on. 
Uh, so Stasi, the whole event re- went really well. It seemed like everyone was really happy. There was a moment at this National Outfit of the Day party that really shook me to my core. I, I got, I'm like getting, the, I got the shivers. Like I even just reading my notes, like it. Maybe the grossest thing I've ever seen on TV. I think it's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. And that is when Stasi fed Bo, her boyfriend, the hamburger that she was eating while she was eating it. She literally fed Bo like a bird. It was, she regurgitated her food for, for Bo to eat, and he ate it. And look, I'm all for seeing Kirk, <laughs> for seeing quirky, weird stuff on these reality shows. I want people to be who they are. I want to see them, you know, warts and all. But this was a little too much. I felt like this crossed a line. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want to see food in someone's mouth and then get spit up into somebody else's mouth. They weren't even drunk. It was. It seemed completely sober. It was a hamburger boat. You know, Stassi was eating this hamburger, and Bo said something like, oh, I want that hamburger. That looks good. And then she just was like, oh, here. And the camera was right on them. Like, they knew the camera was there. And they went full throttle, right, doing it anyway. And look, that's ballsy, and I appreciate that. But I just feel maybe they should have censored it, you know, put a put a sensor bar over it. I don't know. Or bleeped it, somehow bleeped it. I don't know. Showed us something. A cut to commercial. I don't know. I just, the actual food going from mouth to mouth was a little too far for me. So then we see Brittany talk to Lisa and Brittany like goes up to Lisa and she was with Sheena. Okay. So it was like the two of them. And then LVP like came up and Brittany was like, oh, listen, I need to talk to you. I'm nervous. You know, Brittany was nervous. And then Lisa, at one point, you guys, she pushes Sheena's head to the floor with her drink, using her drink in her hands, and Sheena just goes to the floor, like she gets on her knees or whatever, and then Lisa uses Sheena's head as a table. She just acts as if it's a nightstand, and then continues talking to Brittany, and no one batted an eyelash. (laughs) It just happened. We were all on board. It was like no one, Brittany didn't even look down. Lisa, Lisa pushed Sheena to the floor, and Brittany didn't even look. You know, it was like Sheena was like, uh, you know, groveling at Lisa's feet, and Brittany didn't even like look down or reach out a hand. Nothing. It was just like, oh yeah, that's what's going on. You know, we're all just accepting it. <laughs> Sheena's on the floor. Sheena's the new table for Lisa to rest her drink upon, and no one's even, you know, nothing. No one showed up, and then all of a sudden it cut away. It was like Sheena was gone, and then. I don't know if she was still there. Maybe I, I I assume Sheena was just on her hands and knees that whole scene, maybe? I don't know. It was unclear. All I do know is that Lisa shoved Sheena to the floor and used her as a table, and it was one of the best things I've ever seen. <laughs> so funny. And I, again, I assume she was just, I don't know, on the floor? And then, you, so Brittany and Lisa, they're talking. Jax joins in at one point and apologizes for, you know, how he was in that staff meeting. And I couldn't concentrate on any of this because I was thinking about Britney's confessional. Did you guys see? I don't know that this is a new confessional. It might not have been a new confessional, but it's the first time I really paid close attention. And Britney has like all these curls in her hair in this confessional. And it was like 1990s Taylor Dane realness or, you know, fucking Jesse Spano and Saved by the Bell. It was like this big curly hair. I was totally entranced by it. I loved it. 
I don't know. It was like very eighties. It didn't, it shocked me at first. Like when I first saw it, I was really taken back. <laughs> Jumped off my chair, like fell backwards. You know, like my whole, my whole chair went back and I fell on the floor like Sheena as a table. And I, <laughs> I was shocked by it. This curly hair was a beautiful look, but it was just, I, I couldn't tell. I don't know. And then I, I literally spent like the next 10 minutes thinking about it. Well, do I like that look or do I not like that look? I landed on liking it. I'll be honest. I did. I think it's like kind of a throwback, but it, it was just all curly. And I, now I wanted to wear hair like that all the time. It was so, ooh, ooh. Anyway, uh, Brittany said that Jackson LVP go at each other. Lisa said Jackson needs to show some respect. This scene, Brit kind of seemed like she was unraveling a, a bit. And we see more of it later. But this scene, when she was at this pump event, it seemed like she was starting to... Ra- it seemed like she's trying so hard to please everyone and then not pleasing herself, which I get. You know, I I get that. I feel like sometimes I really get Brittany. But it seemed like she's just trying to please everyone else and she's not pleasing herself at all. And I noticed her unraveling here. And then the next so- or the next scene... We see we're at Katie's apartment, Katie and Tom Schwartz's apartment with the Bubba signs. That Bubba sign that just, you know, be there forever. I don't know. Do you, you know what I was thinking? Like, are they going to move and take that sign with them? You know, like, because eventually they're all going to upgrade their houses. Like, eventually they're going to move out of this apartment. They're going to make enough money from the show and from Instagram sponsorships and all that stuff. And they're going to move into a nicer place. And I wondered, like, where... When you do move, and when you move to a house that has like maybe a living room, a dining room, a, you know, all these other rooms, are they going to carry that Bubba sign with them that's above the couch? And if so, where are they going to put it in their new house? Is it going to be like a kitchen thing? Is it going to be like a basement item? You know, like something that you you like and you always had, so you put it up in the basement. I don't have a basement in my. I live in a tiny apartment, but I thought, where are they going to put that Bubba sign above their bed? I don't know. Hopefully. You know, they either sell it on eBay or throw it in the Sir Dumpster, because I'm not sure that it's a keepable item, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, the girls all meet, and Brittany shows up with Lala, Ariana, Sheena. They're planning this girls' night thing, and Brittany, like I said, was unraveling. And it's revealed that right before all the girls showed up, Jax was at the apartment screaming about the the wedding stuff and LVP and all this stuff. And it wasn't filmed, which was very upsetting to me, because Katie said it was like an hour ago, and I thought, well, the camera guys are here. They must have been setting up when Jax was going on this tie right now. That couldn't someone have turned their cell phone on or something? Like they're, you know, get the iPhone in his face? I don't know. I just feel like in certain moments like that, we need, somebody needs to be smart enough to turn on their cell phone and hand it over to production. If the camera people aren't there, then I'm going to need Katie to step up and throw, you know, a GoPro on that Bubba sign so we could see what's going on. I mean, honestly, like, no one's looking at that Bubba picture. We could throw a GoPro up and no one would even notice. (laughs) No no one would even know a camera's on it because no one, everyone's eyes turn away from that Bubba sign. Okay, as someone who's watched this show for years, I could tell you that I don't want to look directly at that Bubba sign. And so I wouldn't even know if there was a full camera lighting equipment, you know, a uh, boom mic. They could have the whole fucking, uh, you know, Dodd camera or whatever on that picture, and no one would look twice. So, you know, I'd say at some point, Vanderpump producers, like, we need to get some equipment on there so that when things like that, this happen, we get them on camera. Because I don't like when 
there's no, when I'm heard, a, when somebody's telling me a story that we missed, it happened last week too at Stassi's birthday party. Enough. Taylor Armstrong, enough. <laughs> we need, we need cameras on these people at all times. So it was revealed that Jack said this big tirade. Brittany's kind of unraveling a little bit and they're planning this thing. And while they're planning it, guess who's over in the studio? With a trumpet, it's Tom Sandoval. So Tom Sandoval actually he went to the studio with James. Lala didn't show up, and Tom is in the studio playing his trumpet. And this was another. This was one of those moments you guys were like, all of my endorphins were flowing, like literal edge of my seat. Like he's so happy, like clapping, like a fucking I don't know what. <laughs> you know, Nicole Kidman at that award show, and her hands were just like you know she was violently clapping, and her it was just her palms touching. You know, like that's what was going on when I saw Tom with the trumpet, because him and that trumpet is so fucking funny. And I don't know where I heard this. It might have been from Tom. It might have just been an interview. I'm not sure. But I remember hearing that last season when he was playing the trumpet and they inserted sounds, he said that, or somebody said it was like sounds were inserted. So it wasn't actually his trumpet playing sound. And I wondered if they were doing that again. I don't care what they're doing, but I want to see all the footage of Tom with that trumpet. It was so good. I like a full show with that trumpet, a full season show. You know, he could, he should go on the mass singer. I know. <laughs> Are they playing the trumpet on that? I don't know. Or America's Got Talent. I don't know. Put him on somewhere with the trumpet. Cause I'd like to see more of it. And at one point Tom said he's just as good as Lala and <laughs> Oh. Show me more of him with that trumpet. Uh, and then James is pissed about this uh, girls taking over Girls Night In, and he says in his confessionals, Katie's won't stop reminding me how she's a bitch. <laughs> Just awful. And then back at the girls' place, they plan this Girls Night In, and then they say they need to do a flyer. And you guys, they just took a picture of Lala's naked breasts. They did. And then Lala said, you know, everyone's seen my my tits. She said, if I'm gonna, if you don't think I'm gonna take my tits out for a good cause. And I thought, like, what's the cause? <laughs> I don't know that this, there is no cause attached to this. This was a girls' night in. This was just a night, it was taking over for See You Next Tuesday, which was just a DJ night at a, a restaurant. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no charity attached to this girls' night in, you guys. And Lala was like, well, it's for a good cause. And I thought, like, what's the cause? Like, Lisa's, you know, Villa Rosa? <laughs> Lisa's mortgage. That's the cause. So Diana could get a new car. I don't know. There was no cause, but I appreciate Lala just stepping on in and making that flyer. So then Katie brings up Jax and Brittany starts to unravel even more. And Brittany says, when are people going to believe I'm happy? And then she takes the mic off and she's, I'm on the brim of freaking out. <laughs> I'm on the brim. And she like really seemed like she was going to lose it. And it was interesting because the fourth wall was broken. And she said something. She said, it's, it's not going to be like my relationship is fucked. That's what Brittany said. And what she really meant by that was she doesn't want the whole season to be about her relationship being fucked. And she feel, I think she felt in that time really self-conscious or really, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. She was worried that the whole season is going to be about her and Jax's relationship being all fucked up and everyone's going to be talking about it. Paranoid, that's the word I'm looking for. But it was so interesting because, first of all, it was assigned to it. It was a version of Britney that we haven't seen much of or at all. And 
Katie, Katie even said, I would feel this way if I was marrying Jax, but she seemed so paranoid. She like left and we heard just the audio of her arriving at Jack's er, house. And she seemed like she was really losing it, really angry. Oh, it was tough to see. It was like a total different side of Britney that we have not seen before. And I think there's a lot of signs to Britney we haven't seen before. And this was just a taste. But I love that the broke, the fourth wall was broken. Always love when that happens. I'm on the bram of freaking out. It was dark, you guys. I thought it was one of the darkest things we've seen. And I thought there was so much subtext to it. It was like, it was like, is this all happening because she's stressed about marrying Jax? Or is it just because of the show? Like, she's worried how she's going to look on the show? And I actually, I thought it was more about, like, I don't want to look like this on the show. Like, I don't want the show to be about me and Jax, you know, not getting along. And then I thought, like, I wonder how... I wonder if there's more to there, her than that about like, is she worried, you know, how she's going to look on the show all the time? Like, I don't know. It felt really dark to me. It did. And she's all about keeping the peace for Jax. And I get that, that, you know, she wants everyone to get along with Jax and to, to trust him and to all that stuff. And I thought, oh, I, I hope this isn't going to be like a whole. It's going to be like this her whole life. Like, buckle up, buttercup. Like, this is. Whew. I don't know, but I relate. I relate to her in so many ways, like wanting to keep the peace and all that. Oh, I don't know. Then we cut to a scene that was one of the best of all time, you guys. It was. It was shocking. It was. I mean, I wow, 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 Bethany, wow. This was a scene, and this was when Lala and Sheena meet with Shannon, Lala's acting coach. I rewound and watched the scene twice because I could not believe it. I was. I couldn't believe my eyes. I truly thought, like, this is, is this happening? It was all happening, let me tell you that. And didn't make any goddamn sense, not a lick of sense. First of all, why were they there? I know Sheena's acting that, you know, straight sex for gay men or whatever the fuck that, that show is in Vegas that she did. So, and she, well, I guess, you know, Sheena said she was acting again, so that makes sense, actually. She was, she's dusting off her acting shop, chops, I believe she said. And then... So they show up to meet with the Shannon woman, who I was already skeptical about, and then I got real skeptical about her later, but, you know, one step at a time. So they show up at this place, and then, you know, Sheena reveals she wants to get an acting in, and they flash back to Sheena with her manager. And this was, I mean, this was a flashback scene, and I thought, oh my god, like, this is just one little flashback, and it's better than some show's entire seasons. This flashback of Sheena with her manager was better than all of last season of Orange County, all of last season of Beverly Hills. Like, we got more in this 10 seconds than I could have ever dreamed of. It was Sheena talking to her manager, and then she said, I'm 33 now, but I feel like I could still play college. And then the manager said, You could also play a young mom. We're going to go with young mom. Wow. Goosebumps. I <laughs> never, never laughed so hard. Oh my God. Like it was, they literally just said, well, you're going to play a young mom. Like you're not playing. Sheena thought she was playing college. She thought she was going to be in some sorority movie. Like Lala was in that sorority movie. Sheena thought she's showing up for some sorority audition. <laughs> uh, so then you guys, as if it couldn't get any better, then they're on this stage, just the two of them and Shannon, the acting coach. And look, I've taken plenty of acting classes. I've lived in LA for 
you know, lots of years. And I've taken, I've taken classes with the best of the best acting coaches, teachers. I've taken classes at the groundlings, second city, you know, I've been in, been there, done that, done it all with some of the best teachers around in this city. People that, you know, I've spent countless dollars trying to jumpstart my acting career only to start a podcast instead. And (laughs) I would like to say I am hireable. If anyone needs an actor, I am trained. And I know that's not what this is, but I just would like to tell you that I would like to act. So if you would like to hire me for your gig, for your TV show, for your film, I am trained. And and I was trained by people that weren't Shannon. But anyways, Shannon, Lala and Sheena's acting coach, she says, why don't you guys get on stage and do an orgasm? She wants them to fake orgasm on stage, which I've taken tons of acting classes, you guys, and I've never once been asked by a teacher to do an orgasm on stage. Never once. I don't feel that that's appropriate. I don't think it's, you know, helpful for acting. I'm sure there's plenty of other ways to get her point across. Why was this Shannon woman just asking him to come on stage? I mean, this was bizarre. <laughs> bizarre. And then they didn't even ask any questions. Sheena and Lila were just like, okay, here we go. <laughs> what the fuck, Shannon? Why are you asking them to orgasm? Like, Lala, she's doing the fake orgasm, and then she's like, I just came. And then Sheena does it, and she ends it with, like, I'm wet. And it was just like, what the fuck is going on? I don't know how this is relevant to acting at all. And, like, I don't know what's happening. What uh, Shannon was acting like this was all normal. And then literally, like, Sheena finished fake orgasming on stage, and Shannon's like, okay, time for me to wrap this up. See you later. And she was out of there like a bat out of hell. Shannon was most certainly going home to probably masturbate. You know, I'm not, I'm guessing. But Shannon booked booked out of there like a bat out of hell. She couldn't have gotten out of that room faster. It was like, they didn't even have time to say goodbye. Shannon just like left the room right after Sheena came on stage. And and then Lala's like, I'm my ass is wet after that. And it's like, what the fuck is this scene? <laughs> they don't do that at Groundlings, you guys. Let me tell you that much. I don't know what where Shannon teaches, but woo! I thought that was I don't know. We need to get some. I, I, can we get the police in there? Someone needs to go into these classes and you know audit Shannon. We need to figure this out. Um, anyway, then it's revealed that Billy Lee tweeted that she was the only girl who wasn't invited to this girls' night in. So then they show that Twitter fight, which anyone who follows the blogs or the the Twitter stuff, we know that this happened over the summertime, and it was very compelling. But we saw it all on screen, which I like. I'm glad they like brought that into the storyline, because I think a lot of the drama happens off-camera, and I'm fine if it happens on social media. I think they need to show it. And so they did show us the little Twitter fight. It was very messy. I'm very glad that they're letting Billy be a little messy, because I think. Last season, Billy wasn't allowed to get in the mix in terms of the drama. And I think when there's one trans person on your show or your network, I think there's almost a responsibility to show the best sides of that trans person. And I think that that also creates a problem for the narrative of these reality shows, because you need all the characters in these reality shows to be able to be messy, right? However, that's why I think we need more trans, LG, in general, LGBT people on these shows so that they can be messy, they can be lovely, they can be all shades of everything. And 
so that's why I, I this fight is very interesting. But so the girls' night in seems like a good success. They have someone named DJ Mix, <laughs> DJ Mickey. Everyone's in their pajamas. I thought I would go to that. Like I would go somewhere. I love going to places in my pajamas. Love the idea of it. I don't think it's still going on, but I'd love I'd love to go to there. And meanwhile, James and Raquel are they're at home in their robes. Tom showed up. They give Tom a pink robe, which <laughs> Tom said it was his power color. <laughs> and Tom said he felt bad for James. And James said he's just so mad that they started this girls' night in. He said, you know, I've been working so hard on this night. And he's like, now girls' night in is a success. And Lala's tits are going to get all the credit, he said in his confessional. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the girls' night in, all the girls are dancing on the bar in their pajamas. Ken is asleep on a table in the back. We got a couple shots of Ken literally looking asleep. You know, my arch nemesis in the back, he was in the back room. And I thought, Ken, just go home. Put on your own pajamas. Go home and go to bed. Doesn't look like you want to be there. We don't want you here. I don't think that those people, I don't think all those young women (laughs) showed up to Girls' Night Inn for Ken. So, you know, Ken, you know, buckle on up home, you know, drag Jiggy back home to Villa Rosa and take a nap. I don't know. So then Billy Lee shows up because Billy Lee was on the schedule to work that night. And Billy Lee said it was, she's always felt like she wasn't able to go to girls' things and that felt wrong. And I thought, that's it. You guys, that's what's going on here. There's so much more to this fight than I think. I would say, like, okay, I'm watching this fight. I would say I'm, pro- I'm on Katie's side in terms of a lot of this stuff. But I do get that feeling because it, it was like a, a lifetime of emotions coming on Billy. When Billy Lee saw that she wasn't tagged in this event, there was a lifetime of like deeper shit going on. And unfortunately, we're not going to be able to get to the bottom of that because it's an hour long episode of this Vanderpump Rules show. But there was so much more to it than what we were seeing. And so I did feel for Billy Lee. Like I understood what Billy Lee was saying when it was like there, she felt unincluded and she's gone her whole life feeling unincluded or not included. And that's sad. And Ariana and Sheena come to try to talk to Billy Lee. Ariana's always stuck in the middle. Also, by the way, Ariana was in like a gorgeous bandage dress in her confessional. Like I was obsessed with that. But then Katie comes over and Billy Lee had tweeted like, you know, trans hashtag trans is beautiful. And then Katie was saying, well, you call me transphobic. And Billy Lee's like, I didn't call you transphobic. But then Katie's like, well, you liked all these comments that tweeted people that tweeted you and said I was transphobic. And that was interesting to me because it was like Billy Lee might not have tweeted anything about Katie being transphobic, but she did like things about Katie being transphobic. I don't know. But I thought this is why we need, again, uh, I've said this way too many times, but this is why we need more LGBT people, community, uh, LGBT people on this show because. I don't know that we're getting, I don't know that Billy, as one human being, is able to express how she felt in this moment. And there's no one there to help Billy Lee express it. So it's coming across as terrible. <laughs> and Billy Lee said, Well, you have cis privilege. Then Katie goes and tells Lala, and Lala gets mad, but she didn't understand what cis privilege meant. I just think a lot of this would. A lot of this was really rough. Really, really rough. And then, luckily, it was all broken up by a moment from Kristen Doty. <laughs> my queen. <laughs> my queen, Kristen Doty. 
So LVP revealed that it was like a huge success this girl's night in. Then Kristen in her confessional, she's running around the soundstage and she's singing, it feels so good. And then she said, I won. James is gone. You know, (laughs) her arms were flailing about as if independent from their body. It was just like her big ass, long limbs were just, you know, she looked like, um, what's that one Muppet that like waves, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know, when Kermit gets like really excited and like just waves his arms, you know, that was what Kristen Doty was doing. It was like Kristen turned into fucking Kermit, the frog, and the arms were just flailing about independent from the body. And it was a beautiful thing to see. Kristen was so excited that James was like lost this night or whatever. It was so fucking good. Meanwhile, like, James is still at his house. They're listening to, like, his track with Tom and the trumpet. I cannot. (laughs) Tom was like, we'll just edit it. (laughs) Oh, I love Tom and the trumpet. And then back at the Girls' Night Inn, Billy Lee meets with LVP. And Billy Lee says, I fought for that pronoun. And again, I want to say, like, I understand Billy's feelings and emotions, but Billy Lee, I think, was going about it all wrong in this episode. Because... I also think like it's damaging to say that somebody is transphobic over something that was you, you know Katie posting an Instagram comment saying you know come to this girl's night in and not tagging you. But I also get Billy Lee's feelings and perspective on it. So I did I think most people would probably be ugh, I don't know. I don't know. And then it didn't help any, it didn't help matters when Billy was talking to LVP and saying, well, like Katie always plays the fat card and she could put down the food. And I thought, no, you're not, you're not at all helping your point. You could see Lisa Vanderpump's face. It was like, Lisa's face was like, what are you doing? (laughs) Stop. And it was just like, it wasn't helping Billy's case at all. And, but at the, okay. So I'm definitely team Katie on this, but. I do completely understand where Billy Lee is coming from, and I feel bad, and I, I wish we can get more to the bottom of it, and I wish, I wish that Billy Lee could properly express, and have the platform to express of like, well, this is why, like, the reason why I got so upset is because I've always felt excluded as a child or whatever it is. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get it, but I did love that we're getting messiness from other people in the cast. Like, this is what we need Adam to do. We need Adam to step up to the plate. You know, Sheena's Adam or whatever. And we need him to step up and be messy. He's so attractive, and he should be in this main cast. But we need him to go, get a, give us something. Give us a storyline. Like, you know, tell someone to fuck off or throw a drink at someone's face or, you know, get a storyline going, Adam. I feel like Adam thought, well, you know, I'll parade around with Sheena for a, a couple nights, and that'll get me on the show. And it's like, it's not that simple. Like, this is a dynamic cast of characters. Like, we need you to get in the mix. Kristen's scaling a fence with someone named Hope to get on camera. Okay, Adam, so we're going to need you to do something more exciting than just show up and film with Sheena. Where you... <laughs> I didn't love that when he filmed with her and like she wanted to fuck him and he's just like, nope. <laughs> but, you know, so we need other people, not just Adam, we need some of the other people. Like, that's Kathy's problem, you know, Kathy, Christina, whatever the fuck her name is. That's her problem. She never got in the mix enough. She could have been a main cast member. She's a beautiful gal. But she was never able to get in the mix or get a jumpstart a storyline. So unfortunately, Kathy, we don't even know where the fuck she is. Hopefully somebody sends out an SOS and we figure it out. But I need Billy Lee. I'm very proud of Billy Lee for stepping up and getting some storylines going. And we need other people to do this because 
as much as I love the current cast, I also love seeing new drama unfold, and so I need more people to get in the mix. I don't know. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. So that was the episode. I loved it. Every week I'm loving this show. I think it's fantastic. It's so, so good. Next week, we get more Billy Lee versus Lala. We get Tom and Jax's birthday party, which I was at. You guys, I was at that skating party. I was there, and I'm so nervous. I'm going to be like in the background because I was, I, I think I told you guys, I was in the, it was a 1970s theme, and I was sausaged into my costume. <laughs> and so I think you'll just see me in the background, like trying to, I was like holding a lot of extra weight at the time. And <laughs> I'm just like, you'll see me in the background, like trying to skate and like suck in my belly in this outfit that didn't fit me but that's neither here nor there anyway very excited i love you guys so much for listening please find me on social media at danny pellegrino on twitter and instagram and on facebook facebook.com slash pellegrino danny thank you to samsung technologies for sponsoring the show i want to ask everyone to head on over to patreon.com slash everything iconic if you want to support this podcast for $4 or more per month, you could donate or pledge $4 or more per month. You get access to all sorts of bonus episodes and you help make this podcast. So just go to patreon.com slash everything iconic and click become a patron. Thank you to everyone who's over there already. What else? We got to do our little cool down. I know we've been having a lot of episodes lately. Uh, we've been doing the low hand recaps plus banner pump and plus another episode. So it's been about three episodes a week. And so. 
you know, we'll keep doing it. But we have some, I have some really great guests coming up. I'm so super excited about. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, let's do our little silly little cool down, which I love. <laughs> Want everyone to take a deep breath in. Hold it. Take a deep breath out. Take another deep breath in. And I want you to think of an LGBT member in your life, a friend, family member, whatever. Breathe out. Now, on Vanderpump Rules, like I I hope I know this this is such a tough topic to talk about, but I thought the episode was great for presenting something like this. I wish we got more uh, deeper into these issues that were happening between Billy Lee and Katie. Unfortunately, I don't know that we are. But I would like you to reach out to someone that you know, an LGBT person, and just, if they watch the show, talk to them about the show and say, you know, do you understand where Billy Lee was coming from? And if they don't, if it's not someone who watches the show, maybe just reach out and say, hey, this is what was going on. Do you have a, do you have any intel? Do you know why this person might feel this way? Like, try to understand because I think there was so much more to it than that. And I, I think we all could learn and stuff. So I know that's, that's silly and cheesy, but you know, talk to your, talk to your friends. I love you all so much for listening. Um, great interview to sound iTunes if you like it. Okay. I love you. Bye. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic. A North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y dot com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.